0: Alright guys, we are up to part 4 of Stranger Things collection and we've gone on twists and turns so far that I didn't expect. We have covered at, uh, what did we do at the start? We did angels. I know a lot of you guys enjoyed that. And then the next episode we did is New Age Infiltrating the Church. And we did a a bit of a look into um, yoga and I always want to say meditation, manifesting. Manifesting and the whole self-love thing. Then you guys requested that I look into the Enneagram. So we've done that And the other thing you requested, but guys, I'm not going to do it today, but I'm hoping to get to it, is you wanted me to talk about the difference between healing from trauma and glorifying trauma, because I think some of you have kind of tweaked to the fact that new age is very much about me, 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 me. And so is that a part of it? So, But anyway, I didn't want to do that today, guys. Because of a conversation that I had uh, with the Academy students this week, which really kind of set the path and the tone for today, guys, I want to talk about the rise of the Gen Z witch. We are going to look at witchcraft. You guys are going to be, I think, as shocked as I was. So I mean, look, I've already said to you guys, I'm really shocked at how widespread new age is, right? Like not just amongst young people in general, but amongst young people in the church, the amount of things that young people think are okay, and they are actually new age ideas. So I had a chat to the academy students this week. And as usual, I usually, when we do our Theo Thursday mornings, I grab out the whiteboard and we started chatting and I just wanted to get their view on what do they think about, uh, you know, what do they know about New Age and where is it infiltrating the church in their opinion? And our conversation got so interesting. And and yet again, I always say to the students, guys, you think I'm teaching you, but you guys are teaching me. This is why I love running the academy. I get to really uh, get an inside view into what is going on with young people. So we started brainstorming all of the elements that they knew about the new age. And um, I actually snapshotted it, guys. And I'm just going to read to you some of the things that We came up with that they were telling me some of the stuff I'd never heard of before. Um, Some of it we've already talked about, but they said to me they know a little bit about things such as the zodiac or star signs and astrology and how in kids' magazines, uh, the magazine called Total Girl, uh, one of the girls there said that every week her mum would buy her that magazine and it had the horoscopes in there, her star sign, and she would read it. Uh, We talked about angel numbers. Guys, have you ever heard of angel numbers? I had never heard of angel numbers before. Tarot cards. Um, We talked about, guys, a form of yoga I've never heard of before. Goat yoga. G-O-A-T. Yes, look it up. It's a thing where you get a goat to stand on your back. I'd never heard of it before. They also chatted to me about astro travel, of course, the Enneagram, um, auras, the whole thing about auras. Haven't even touched about that. Ghosts and demons. I want to touch on that today. Crystals, psychedelics, reincarnation, human design, And it just went on and on. And I think the thing that blew me away the most was this whole concept. Well, they were telling me about how many of their young people bring this stuff and and just participate in a lot of this stuff, right? Just in their everyday lives. So, Um, some of them were telling me about young people that bring tarot cards to youth or to youth camp for something to do. Another girl said that her friend who's a full-blown Christian wears crystals believing that they can heal her and she totally believes that it lines up with her Christian faith. A whole bunch of course uh, manifest which we've talked about Two weeks ago, and a lot of people think that you can be a Christian and believe in astrology. In fact, they would argue that um, that there's astrology in the Bible, such as when the Magi followed the star to to find where baby Jesus lay, etc. So, basically, guys, I think the reason this topic is really hitting home is because New Age is actually becoming the greatest threat to Christians today. Now, <clears throat> Pew Research did a um, a research, a, a research, um, what do you go survey, that's the word I'm looking for, in 2018, and they found that 61% of professing Christians hold at least One New Age Belief. Now, this is the thing about that. I mean, as if that's not already massive, they were only testing for four New Age Beliefs. So in their survey, they put out these four. The first one was that psychics can offer reliable insight into the future. The second one is that there's spiritual energy within physical and material things. The third one was to do with astrology and the fourth one to do with reincarnation. Now, out of just those four beliefs, 61% of professing Christians said that they held at least one of those beliefs, like mind blowing. And I said to the students, I'm like, guys, I think one of the reasons is we're not teaching well enough. Uh, We're not teaching this stuff at all in our churches and why we shouldn't believe in this stuff or why we shouldn't. So we're going to talk about that today. But where we're really going to hone in today, guys, is witchcraft. We are going to talk witchcraft today, but at the end, I also want to do a bunch of other things like I'm going to touch on ghosts, unicorns, and if we get time, astrology. Otherwise, I might do astrology next time. Okay. Okay. Now, when you think of witchcraft, what do you think of? I think maybe it depends on how old you are. But for me, you know, I mean, witchcraft, we all know it's been around for centuries, right? But guys, it is no longer the minority that are practicing witchcraft. Now, it's not like what I think of in my brain. I think of an old lady dressed in a cloak with a pointy hat and a long pointy nose, you know, standing there in front of of a, a steaming cauldron, putting in frog's legs and all sorts of stuff and making a brew and and casting spells. But that is the witchcraft of yesterday. Witchcraft, guys, has become mainstream. It has expanded to a bunch of practices that have become extremely popular, in particularly with young women. And witchcraft is a lot prettier and a lot more attractive than it used to be. And one place that we can see this in action, guys, is on TikTok. So there's one hashtag called witch talk. So the word witch and then putting together witchcraft and TikTok, witch talk. And this has gone viral. Guys, I looked it up for some entertainment. We looked it up with the students and we could not believe what we found. Now, this is what's so incredible because you could Google on Safari, like what's happening with witchcraft amongst young people. And you get a few articles come up. And if you even look up witch talk on Google, it really doesn't know. There's not a lot there, but you go to TikTok and put in the hashtag witch talk. And guys, it has had 33.9 billion, billion, B-I-L-L-I-O-N views. And let me just tell you some of what's on there. I mean, go and have a look yourself if, if, if you game, if you want to. I did for the purpose of this podcast. You can view anything from beginner witch advice, witch trials, herbal bath ritual soaks, um, the top things I would never do as a witch, uh, a witch tip to protect you from evil eye, you know, like when someone gives you a dirty look, um, easy good luck spells. Here's one. 10 signs you were born a witch. Do you want to hear them? Here we go. Number one. And by the way, we did this. I did this with the students and we were hacking ourselves laughing because I fit nearly all 10 of the one that we did. I'm like, guys, I'm not your academy teacher here. I must be a witch. Like, seriously, this stuff's crazy. Number one, you hate large crowds. Number two, death and the paranormal fascinate you. I I did not say yes to that one. Number three, you like to collect crystals, seashells and stones. By the way, this is not the test I took, okay, because I don't fit any of these. Number four, you love being in nature and gazing at the moon. Number five, you prefer silver, Um silver jewelry instead of gold because apparently silver is the color of the moon. Number six, you like rain, the smell of bonfires. Apparently that means you're connected to the elements. Number seven, you tend to be a night owl. Number eight, you have strong empathy. You might even have strangers open up to you and tell you everything. Number nine, you have vivid lucid dreams. And number 10, you are interested in witchcraft. Apparently if, uh, if you are Um, saying yes to um, quite a few of these, you are more than likely a witch, guys. And apparently you can click in the link to find out more and to, of course, enroll in the witchcraft course. You can learn your animal spirit. You can make deity candles. You can learn which crystal will transform your life. Guys, you can freeze someone's harmful actions whether that be bullying, gossiping, whatever it is, with a spell. Do you want to hear how? Let me help you out, guys. Apparently, you get a jar, you cleanse it with incense, you write the person's name on paper three times, you fold it away from you, put it in the jar, add some cloves, for domination, C-L-O-V-E-S. You know the clothes, they smell good. Anyway, apparently that's for domination. You add some water, you shake the jar while saying their name over and over again. And uh, and you have to say over and over again, while you're shaking the jar, stop harassing me. And then you put it in the freezer. And apparently when the jar is fro- frozen, their actions are frozen too. Guys, there is just post after post, video after video, hundreds of thousands of um, things like this all over TikTok to do with with witchcraft. You can learn which type of witch that you are based on your zodiac sign. Do you want to hear these guys? These are the kinds of witches you could be. A flame witch, a crystal witch, a divination witch, a kitchen witch. What is that? Yes, you can incorporate magic into your cooking and baking. You could be a hereditary witch, which means you've inherited the powers from your family line a cosmic witch, which means you're all into astrology and astronomy, um, a green witch. So you are drawn to powers and tools and rituals from the earth and the great outdoors, and you would use plow, uh, plants and flowers and herbal preparations. You could be a hedge witch, which means you like working alone, or, uh, and you often will use things from nature, a gray witch, You would seek justice and correction if circumstance, you know, if there were a circumstance where you needed to use a hex or a curse, which sounds awful, you might be an eclectic witch, which means you can cherry pick a little bit of this and a little bit of that and be whoever you like or the most popular one on TikTok, guys, is a baby witch, which is the term used for beginner witches. Now, witchcraft can include everyday things too, like knocking on wood, making wishes on dandelions, making wishes on an eyelash, you name it. There are manifestation spells, love spells, And then guys, another popular lot of content is fairy talk. I'd put this in the witchcraft basket, but it's fairy talk as in, yes, fairies. This is for people who love to hunt for fairies. And again, you can have all these different kinds of fairies, dark fairies, air fairies, mini fairies, mushroom fairies. You can try to catch moon fairies, find water fairies. You can dress like a fairy. Guys, I didn't even understand fairy talk. I'm like literally scouring through this going, I don't even get it. People were doing the weirdest things. I clearly can't see a fairy. I'm—I I don't know what's going on right now, but this is—you know—there's a big push, and celebrities are doing this, guys. They're dressing like fairies, which is either called fairy core or fairy grunge, depending on the kind of style that you have. So it's all about um, dressing in pastel hues and. Uh, you know, glitter and butterflies and bows and fairy wings. And guys, this has gone mainstream. We're talking celebrities dressing like this on the red carpet, like Bella Hadid, Olivia Rodrigo. So just like people work with demons and angels, some apparently work with fairies, guys. And there are rules, like you can't give them your name because names have power and on and on it goes. So there is an upward trend of witchcraft and guys this is what's most concerning. It is prevalent among young women. They are the target audience. I noticed it straight away. I think out of the hundreds and hundreds of posts that I scroll videos that I scrolled past, there was one male. Everyone else was female. And it's because this is who they're targeting. And like I said before, witchcraft looks a lot prettier, a lot lighter, a lot more fun um, than it used to. There's a bunch of celebrities using it. And so society, yet again, is the one, you know, sharing its gospel with us, evangelizing to us. And not only are we accepting this, uh, but we are allowing our young people to engage in it because we're not teaching them otherwise. And so, where witchcraft used to be viewed with suspicion, It's become mainstream, but we're not talking like mainstream media. We're talking like TikTok, right? So a lot of parents probably don't know that this is going on. A lot of youth leaders probably don't know that this is going on and it's become incredibly pervasive. I mean, according to the the Pew study again in 2014, now we're talking 2014. So this is a while ago. In 2014, the US uh, that they knew of had seven hundred thirty thousand pagans and wiccans, so it's become really cool, guys, to call yourself a witch. Did you know that Sephora, that's the, the makeup uh, brand, or it's a like like Mecca, but Sephora, it's another brand of um, where you can buy makeup. They had a witch startup kit. Which actually was cancelled after massive social media backlash. But guys, it wasn't because of Christians or parents or just, you know, the same people in society going, oh, what the heck. The reason that it was banned was because uh, it was, um, it was, they were blamed for appropriation they were blamed for taking something sacred and turning it into entertainment um that's why there was backlash there was backlash from actual witches saying you're turning this spiritual practice into a trend and um and so uh, there was there was complaints that it was appropriation, which we've talked about before, which is you know like dressing up for entertainment, which is offensive to someone's culture. Now, what was in this kit? I was very fascinated. This kit had fragrances. It had a tarot card deck. It had a piece of rose quartz and a bundle of white sage for burning. And that was also offensive because apparently. Um, the white sage had a particular meaning amongst indigenous people. And so it got taken off the shelves and stopped, uh, not because of conservative people in society, but because the witches didn't like it. All right. So I want to give you three reasons why witchcraft is on the rise and why witch talk on TikTok has absolutely exploded. Um, and then we're going to have a look at what the Bible says and why we shouldn't be involved in witchcraft. So let's look at why it's on the rise. Well, first of all, we are made to want a higher power, right? Like we have all been born with a, with a need for something greater than ourselves, right? It's, you know, in Christian talk would it be, you know, the hole that's inside all of our hearts and only God can fulfill, but we are made to want to believe in a higher power and witchcraft actually requires a belief of, um, you know, a belief and a faith. It's just on the, on the negative. It's not on the same kind of faith that we would have. So if God made us to have a, to have this need to have a higher power, then a lot of people are getting this fulfilled through their witchcraft We desire salvation. We desire, you know, a refuge and, and help. And when I say salvation, I'm talking about, you know, people want to be saved. They want to be protected. And this is what everyone is looking for. And they're getting this need fulfilled in witchcraft. It's another power that they think can help them. And I think that gives people a sense of safety. And of course, it also coincides with a growing fascination in astrology and crystals and tarot cards. And it's about people wanting to tap into these unseen sources of power. Now, of course, it's interesting that in a time when Gen Z is actually identifying itself as the least religious, that at the same time, we're seeing a rapidly growing interest in witchcraft. And so Gen Z might be less and less religious, but they there is a difference between that and being spiritual. They might not be religious, but they are spiritual and they're willing to... Um, to go to witchcraft for this, they will happily burn sage with a row of prayer crystals beh- beside it, but they won't step foot inside a church. Okay, so that's the first reason I think it's on the rise is because, yes, there's this move away from Christianity, move away from religion, but there's still a need that people have within them. The second reason I think witchcraft is extremely popular and on the rise, um, and this is to do with the whole fact that it's girls uh, and women that it is um, being that is being, are being targeted, it's part of this popular self-empowerment movement that is actually connected to feminism. So it appeals to this sense of self-importance. Witchcraft is connected, which we talked about two episodes ago, to the gospel of self. And in a world where it's trendy, you know, trendy narcissism, and in a world where females are being encouraged to you know, be self empowered and find themselves and, and, and rebel, it's witchcraft is really ticking that box there's article after article about how women are invoking the the inner witch within them to help find their power in a patriarchal society. So it's almost seen as a way where women can get power and particularly power over men. The symbol of the witch is the very representation of female empowerment. Witches really have become the new activists fighting for their gender and politics and sexuality, or it could even be, environmental health. An example that we saw recently was when Trump, before he got into office, when he was running for the election, there were women in the tens of thousands who turned to witchcraft to oppose him, hexing him with a curse. They were encouraged to do so by celebrities. Singers such as Lana Del Rey participated. Then there's self-help books, one of the most popular being Basic Witches, where women were told, and I'm quoting here, If you speak when you're told to be quiet, take pride when you're told to feel shame, love what and who you love, whether or not others approve, you're practicing witchcraft. So the witch is basically the feminist monster of choice. It's all about self-empowerment. It goes hand in hand with feminism. It's another way to strike back against the patriarchy. Women who are witches are seen to be cool, courageous, aggressive, intelligent non-conformist, explorative, curious, independent, sexually liberated, revolutionary. So it's like this huge compliment to to be a witch. Now, witchcraft really can be considered uh, a new wave of feminism and the ultimate self-empowerment. And like I said before, rebellion against the patriarchy. They are on a witch hunt, Lol, no pun intended. To uh, to also destigmatize the craft, right? So in the past, witchcraft has been seen as. Um, something minority, something that only the few weirder, older women that are ugly, you know, and get dressed up that they're involved in. It's it's something that's hidden. It's behind closed doors. But they really are on a real push to make that to destigmatize that and to make it mainstream. If you don't believe me, guys, just this year on March the eighth. The head of the Scottish government, the First Minister Nicola Sturgeon on International Women's Day, was the first to get this, apologize to the nearly 4,000 people accused of witchcraft during the witch trials that happened more than 500 years ago. So witches of Scotland are asking for a formal government pardon and on top of that, a national memorial for the lives lost during that trial. So the witch is the ultimate feminist being who is a, a conductor of feminist power. Okay, number three of why it's on the rise, it's actually become a hobby. I mean, it's entertaining. You, you It's like all the stuff that they're telling these girls to do, are all things that are mostly accessible within your own home. I mean, TikTok is the ultimate how-to guide, right? Like you want to know how to do your makeup, you look up TikTok. You want to know how to make something, you look up TikTok. You want to know how to be a witch, you just go look up WitchTok. So you can easily learn all these forms of witchcraft from how to read tarot cards to astrology to how to make spells, and it's all the latest rage. Now, in the 60s and 70s, witchcraft also exploded as it met with mass media. But here we see a rise again on whole new levels as it's hitting social media. Uh, And also everyone else is doing it, right? Like, Why wouldn't Gen Z look at the most consumed content and then go and consume it themselves? So that's three reasons why uh, it it seems to be on the rise amongst Gen Z. I would say a huge part of it, though, is like I said, the number two that I parked on for a bit, not just the feminism, but the activism. It's a really good uh, way now that young people are literally being told completely uh, through our education system to be a little activist about everything under the sun Uh, witchcraft is really another way to do this. All right, what does the Bible say? All right, let's start in Deuteronomy 18, 9 to 13. And then I'm going to go through a few points about uh, what the Bible says about this. But in Deuteronomy 18, So in Deuteronomy 18, I want to give you a bit of a background though. Moses was breaking down the 10 commandments again before the Israelites crossed the Jordan river. Okay. So he's re-explaining, he just re-explained the 10 commandments, but then he takes the time to stop. And this is where we find ourselves in Deuteronomy. And he goes, but hang on guys, these things, these things I'm about to say to you, don't touch them. So verse nine, uh, I'm quoting from the Bible, when you enter the land, the Lord, your God is giving you do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist or or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Because of these, some detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. So Moses is like, okay guys, you're about to go into the promised land, but let me just warn you before you go, don't touch these things. Don't touch sorcery, witchcraft, mediumship, fortune telling, because these things are an abomination. Now, anytime that we go to anything, any other source other than God for healing, for comfort or for power, when we go to something outside of God, and this is what Moses was trying to say, that is idolatry. You know, astrology is exactly that. Astronomy is exactly that. Angel numbers is that. Crystals is that. It's trying to go for another source where we're trying to get our comfort or healing or power. Now, we need to be clear what the Bible says because one of the main aims of the current witches is, like I said, to destigmatize what they do. Where once it was practiced in hushed tones behind closed doors because it was seen as evil, now it's right out under our noses and it's increasingly seen as not only completely acceptable, but a sign of great strength and power. So guys, it's becoming yet again difficult to follow our biblical convictions because we are made to look like if we say the opposite, if we go, no, don't do this, witchcraft is not good, then we're made to yet again look intolerant and bigoted, right? And isn't that the plan to say that we've got hate, hate speech? And this is where, again, we have to keep looking at the why behind the what. So let's look a few other scriptures, the New Testament, also shows that witchcraft was prevalent in this time, right? It's nothing new. In Acts nineteen nineteen, it says a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all, and they counted the value of them and found it came to fifty thousand pieces of silver. In Acts chapter eight, we've got a man named Simon who who had previously practiced magic in the city, and he amazed the people because this is what witchcraft does, right? There is power in it. He amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he. He himself was somebody great, and they paid attention to him from the least to the greatest. Sounds like self-love too. Saying, this man is the power of God that is called great. I hear a lot of people saying that about leaders and pastors, right? When we're meant to be giving the glory to God, not to man. And I go on. They paid attention to him, Simon, because for a long time he had amazed them with his magic. But when they believed Philip, as he preached good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus, they were baptized, both men and women. And even Simon himself believed. And after being baptized, he continued with Philip. And then seeing signs and great miracles, he was amazed, which I love that because, you know Simon was the one amazing other people with his witchcraft but then when he got saved and he saw the signs and wonder, wonders that were following the um the disciples and the and the miracles he was the one that was amazed so the power of god must be i mean even that just shows greater than the, any power that Simon had which was clearly obviously demonic now leviticus 19:31 another one says don't turn to mediums or necro Necro, oh, I can't even say this, necromancers do not seek them out and so make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord, your God. So why would God say to guard against witchcraft? Well, we need to understand what witchcraft is to understand why God would say to guard against it. Now, if you break witchcraft down, it's about the attempt to manipulate the environment or circumstances or situations through mystical or spiritual means. Okay. Let me say that again. Witchcraft is about the attempt to manipulate the environment or circumstances or situations through spiritual means. So manipulate means to influence. And of course, spiritual means um, we're talking about spiritual assistance. And in this case, we're talking demonic assistance. So really witchcraft is trying to insert influence using demonic assistance in a situation. So there is no harmless forms of witchcraft. The source of all witchcraft is demonic. It is a deception of Satan, whether that's astrology, tarot cards, psychology, psychics, spells, or crystals, because these all draw on an assistance that is not from God. God is very clear that these things are detestable to him. So practicing witchcraft is a sin because God very clearly says that we're not to engage. Now in Leviticus, he makes it clear why we're not to engage because he actually says, you'll be defiled by it. In other words, you're going to be affected. So for your own good, don't touch it. You're going to be polluted, tainted. It's going to affect you besides the fact that disobeying is a great disrespect towards God. So I know we're already at half an hour, but I'm sure you guys are enjoying this. So let's keep going. I want to give you Five reasons why the Bible says don't engage in witchcraft. Right, whether we're talking manifesting crystals, self-love, or whatever. Now, the first one is the spiritual world is real. Okay, it's the only thing that the witches have got correct. Right, there is a supernatural world, and whether you're engaged in that on on God's side, the only other option is it's it's demonic. Okay, so the we are in a in a natural world where there is a supernatural reality. That uh, constantly the world that we can see and touch and feel is interacting with the supernatural world and witchcraft believes that it's okay to interact with these spirit forces of the world. But we know that these spirit forces are demonic, so it's dangerous. Otherwise, you know, I mean, think of the scripture in Ephesians where Paul tells us that our battle is not against this world. It's not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities and the powers of this dark world. And then what does he say to do? He says, put on the armor of God. It's pretty clear then, guys, that if you want to mess about with and interact with the demonic unseen world, right, The, the not the flesh and blood, but the, the world that he's talking about the rulers, the authorities, and the powers of this dark age. Paul's saying, if you want to do that, guys, you better put the armor of God on. That should scare the Kijibis out of us. He's he's saying if if we are in a battle against the demonic realm, you need the armor. Why? Because this is a dangerous fight, right? Like if you don't put on the armor of God here, you're leaving yourselves wide open. It'd be like going to battle in the war naked, no gun, no nothing, just walking onto the battlefield going, hey guys, here I am. And the next thing, like the enemy's all kitted out and got all their weapons, you'll be a dead duck that is literally what the scripture is saying it's saying you want to go in and battle that out there is an unseen well there is an evil side and it is dangerous and we need the armor of god okay so that is real number 2 we are to worship God, the creator, not the creation. A lot of witchcraft is idolizing nature. It's putting a lot of power in nature, crystals and objects. You know, they claim crystals can heal, that certain blends of, of herbs can cast that stars can give divine direction. This is all idolatry, which God speaks against in the Old Testament, right through to the New Testament. You know, Luke 4, 8 says to worship the Lord your God and serve only him. So witchcraft is worshiping nature, the created instead of the creator. So it's wrong from that point of view. Number three, we should never try to contact or control supernatural forces, because this is known as divination and this requires a psychic link. So I just really wanted to touch on this, you know, it became really popular like that crossing over guy where he would, I mean, I remember watching him on um, like sunrise or one of those shows and they got a live audience in and, you know, he starts talking to people about loved ones that have died and things that he could never know in the natural and the people start crying and, you know, what you know what they're doing here, guys, they're, they're talking to demons. And this is forbidden because again, it's relying on a supernatural power that is not God. And anytime that we're relying on a supernatural force that is not God, um, you know, whether that be self, whether that be nature, whether that be another spirit, then that's sin. Okay, so that's another reason not to do it. It's because we're right re- relying on the wrong supernatural force. Number four. This one is for all the feminist um, women who are doing witchcraft for that reason. Jesus is the source of real power for women, okay? Not witchcraft. You know, many of those who practice witchcraft are critical of the church because they say it doesn't empower women. And of course, we've already learned that being a witch is all about female empowerment. But God put equal value on men and women. I've talked about this before. That's why women were often with Jesus during his ministry. Women do not need to find a power source within themselves or outside of themselves. Our power, girls, comes from God and God alone. And, you know, a witch's denial, by the way, of God's power doesn't make God's uh, power any less powerful, okay? Just because they want to deny that. And number five, witchcraft can be used to do evil instead of good, right? That in itself is a reason not to dabble in witchcraft. Um, And again, you can see this on TikTok. There's a really kind of evil side to it where, you know, you can cast spells on others. You can control others. um, You can do certain things that gives you power. And again, you know, we know that God's all about us doing good and um, you know that true power is in doing good when you could do evil but witchcraft allows you to control other people and even to do evil to other people completely flies against uh, against our beliefs. okay we've hit 35 minutes but guys I feel like you really want to hear about ghosts and maybe unicorns. I might get to unicorns. Let me just uh, quickly touch on ghosts. Like, do they exist? And what does the Bible say about things like ghosts? Guys, this might shock you. Yes, ghosts are in the Bible. I actually did a sermon on this when I talked about angels, and I'm not sure if I talked about it in my angel podcast, but I'll go over it again. But ghosts are in the Bible. Um, there's a scripture in, I think it's in the book, Ooh, I think it's in Samuel, I can't remember, where um, Samuel is called up from the grave by a witch because Saul wants to ask him a question, right? So Samuel comes up from the grave and he is grumpy and unhappy about being awakened. And so clearly like he's coming up as a, I, I can't remember the exact scripture, but you get the, the vibes. He's he's coming up as a ghost, right? Now, there are other places too where people talk about ghosts or think that they've seen them. Now, the Bible doesn't actually say if they're real or not, but obviously we've got that reference then. Um, but what are the takeaway from when I was researching it? It doesn't seem like having the right answer to the existence of ghosts is actually really important at all to Jesus. And one bit of research I was reading was saying that Jesus could have set the apostles straight when they thought that he was a ghost walking on the water. Like he could have said, Oh no. Hey guys, there are no ghosts or, um, I'm not a ghost, but Hey, they do exist and they can be recognized in the following ways. Instead, when they think that he's a ghost walking on the water, he just says, I can't be a ghost. They don't have flesh and bone like I do. So it was almost like he's kind of like admitting that they are real, but he's like, who cares? So it's almost like a, who, you know, non, non question, non issue. So anyway, I thought that was really interesting. So seems that they're real, but just not an issue to Jesus. Okay, another thing that I thought you guys might be interested in is a blessing a spell? Some people say, well, when you bless someone and you pray a blessing, you're just doing a spell, but it's a good spell. But I wanted to make the differentiation here that no, that is not true because a blessing is asking God to do something wonderful. A spell is us doing something to try and make something happen. Okay. So that's the different the difference. A blessing is coming from God, a spell is something that we're trying to conjure up and make something happen. Okay. Finally, um, does the Bible mention unicorns? Apparently it does mention unicorns, but they're not. um, When we think of unicorns, we think of the imaginary animal with the horn, right? in the Bible, they're a real animal. They're not imaginary. And the single horn feature is not uncommon amongst God's animals in the Bible. And apparently Psalm 29 verse 6 describes unicorns skipping like cards, And Isaiah 34 7 talks about them traveling like bull- bullocks and bleeding when they die. So just because they don't exist today doesn't mean they didn't exist in the past. Okay, so let me land it uh, with a conclusion that I want to make. And that is, I want to leave you with the thought that what is at the root of all witchcraft is actually rebellion. So 1 Samuel 15, 23 talks about that, that the root of all witchcraft is rebellion. And I think, we have got a very rebellious society now more than ever. I mean, rebellion pretty much describes us right now, right? Like a rebellion, there's a rebellion against society, a rebellion against the way we do things, a rebellion against God. I mean, you name it, there's rebellion against gender, it, just everything. So witchcraft is actually the result of rebellion because it's rejecting The ways of God. It's rebellion against God. And this is why Christians are fast becoming the most discriminated against group. So, you know, when you think about it, the object of all witchcraft is all about control to control the forces of nature, to control the course of our life or other people's life, to control people to get them to do what we want. So the aim is always control. The power is always evil. And the devil, of course, has a lot of supernatural power and a lot of it is exercised in witchcraft. The other thing too, is that witchcraft is a complete counterfeit to, the, um, to trying to copy uh, things that are true to what we know God to be. So for example, um, it's like witchcraft is a complete ripoff, right? Of things that God's created, like witchcraft uses oaths and covenants, which are in the Bible. They use blessings and curses. Witchcraft uses music. Um, It uses drugs, by the way. Uh, It uses fortune telling like prophecy, So other than the drug ones, okay, let's take the drug one out. But a lot of the stuff that witchcraft uses is actually things that have been created by God for use, um, you know, in a a good way. But again, witchcraft has taken those things um, and claim these things as themselves. So there you go, guys, 40 minutes. That was a long one today. Um, So yeah, that took me quite a while to go through that stuff. But look, if you want to see what I'm talking about, go along to TikTok. I don't even have an account. I just kind of go on my computer and do a search and I put in the hashtag witch talk and you go and have a look. You guys are going to be blown away. And then if you work with young people or you've got teenagers in your life or young people in your life, ask them. Ask them if they do any of this stuff. And this is the other thing. I think a lot of people would do stuff and they don't necessarily think it's witchcraft either. That's another kind of dangerous thing. So there you go, guys. That is part four on Stranger Things. Where might we go next week? I don't know. I maybe demons? I don't know. That's a little bit like do, 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 do. That's a bit scary. Okay, guys, I love you. And don't forget the power of God's greater, right? Greater is he that's in us and he that's in the world. Go have a blessed week. And I hope that that's opened your eyes to some crazy stuff going on. Love you guys. See you Friday. Bye.